Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Where we like to talk about things that are messy, awkward, hard, or controversial and create a space for healing. So, hey, Megan, what's up? Just chilling. Just chilling. Uh, it's a Friday. I'm okay. We're both like taking our low. Well, actually, Megan's done for the day. I'm taking my break from work and I'm going to Europe tomorrow. So I'm just been packing, getting ready for that. That's my life. One of my friends who's also going to Europe still decided to plan one of our other friends going away party tonight. <laughs> so I guess I want to make an appearance at that. But thankfully, our flight is later tomorrow. And so we're meeting our group at like 4 p.m. tomorrow. So I kind of have the morning at least if I have anything last minute I need to do. So yeah. Are you excited? How are you feeling? Nervous? I'm nervous and excited. I feel a little more prepared now, so I feel less nervous about it, but I definitely still feel definitely still a little nervous, but I think it'll be fine. I am really I feel like excited. I'm always nervous to fly, like no matter where I'm going. <laughs> I'm just nervous to travel internationally because I never have. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, I feel like you have all these like expectations for a trip and I'm trying to like let that go. So I'm like, is it going to be like this? Or I want everything to be like this. And I'm just trying to like give it to Jesus and let it go. And it's, it's a pilgrimage. So I, it should be focused spiritually anyway. So I just need to chill pretty much, which uh, I'm not really, really, really good at. Yeah. I would say that's one of our strengths is uh-huh. relaxing just, and yeah. not being anxious. Being chill, just not really caring about what happens, fully trusting in the Lord, just like yeah. really chill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely not actually. Of what you would want to be. That's actually <laughs> how Megan and I kind of related. <laughs> yes. On topic today I thought it would be fun if we talked about kind of how we met how we became friends um, and on that how to be friends with someone who has very different beliefs than you I should um, say kind of along the yeah I guess very different there's a lot of common ground but like ecumenical dialogues how to have them in like a friendship sort of context yeah so yeah. Well, Megan and I met, uh, we might've talked about this way back, but some of you might not have been listeners back then. And one of the very first episodes that we did, um, we met, we both worked, um, at an organization here, a nonprofit here in Chicago. And Megan at the time was working on the client side and I was working on the admin side. Um, but I would work like in the same office area though, so that's how we we ended up meeting what I don't was it right when I started I guess it was kind of like so, was okay it- my first first memory of meeting you was when our boss like literally like paraded you around was like everyone this is Jackie she's the new hire and we were all like oh hi and I remember I was like oh that's funny because we had gotten like an email like the week before like announcing that you were starting and I just assumed you were a man oh, <laughs> because of right. how your name was spelled. <laughs> so when I saw you, I was like, oh no, it's a pretty lady instead. <laughs> I do not remember that being taken around. I don't remember I that. say that. All. I just remember you walking around oh, the, yeah. the like center and, and yeah. <laughs> but I have no memory of that or like meeting you then. That's all. I probably, cause I was just learning so much at once and I was overwhelmed so I have no memory of that. Also, yeah, I had no idea they'd sent out an email. So that's funny. Um, yeah, that's fun. I, and then will, I remember, I remember my you would first work day. in the same location as me, like once a week. Yeah. And so there was like, we had started, we started seeing each other like once a week. Well, and then we I was there later, but I was there way more often. And that was like twice a week. Uh, because the admin person that was supposed to be downtown more often got let go so I started doing kind of like both her role and my role um classic non-prop small non-profit and uh yeah so at least like November to like December I was kind of downtown more and my first memory of Megan was I was having I don't know if it was I think it was before because there was actually there was a really funny memory but I was 
she was really good friends with one of the other like client advocates that I had gotten actually closer to Allie. Shout out to Allie. And I was having a really tough time in my personal life. I think it was something with a boy as, you know, as it always is. And I was complaining or like having a hard time and complaining to Allie about it. Actually, I was opening up about something that I think maybe that kind of was like, I don't know, serious that happened. I don't remember. Uh, and Megan was just sitting there <laughs> and I was like, telling we, can cut, the we story. can cut this out. We can cut this out if you don't want it in, but wasn't it about you getting hit by a car? Oh, yeah. You can cut it out if you don't want that in there, but. <laughs> That's okay. I think that was part of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was so much that happened. It was a wild time. Yeah. I was telling you about that and then something else happened. My life was a hot mess express. Um, That was rough. And then the second time I remember is I think I literally had like a panic attack because my life was such a mess on the train and I came in and I was like, oh, I just had a panic attack. I'm terribly Megan. I was like, can I get you water? Can I get you something? I like didn't know Megan at all. And I was just kind of like, sure. But I, yeah, Megan, I didn't really talk. She would just kind of like comment to like a little bit on things like when Allie and I were talking, but what was your impression of me? No, I do remember the whole panic attack thing. And I remember just being filled with like utter empathy because I was like, oh my gosh, like me every other day. And so I like felt really bad, but I didn't want to like come on too strong. So yeah, I just remember being like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. But then I ended up getting transitioned to the admin side. So I took over the person's job that you had been sort of filling in for. And so then we started working like together more often. And I remember like within the first week of my transition I like made some mistake or like did something and I was like really stressed out and I remember we were sitting at that table in the office and I looked at you and I was like I'm just gonna cry really quick but like I'm fine just like don't worry about it and then I just like sat there like cried you were just like (laughs) I think I was like it's okay like it's gonna be fine and I was like I can help you if you need me to like read off numbers or something like that but it was so it was so funny because I'm like trying very early on you and I both had like meltdowns in front of each other the other person was like it's good girl you're you're fine (laughs) yeah I was like totally chill it was nice because it was like would go back and forth between me being really chill and you being like everything's fine and then uh, me freaking out and yeah yeah that was sort of the theme of our entire work friendship there it was just yeah. taking turns <laughs> yeah and we, when we weren't working at the same location we would just like talk on the phone the whole time because <laughs> we were like I would working in an office where there was really nobody there and same she would be kind of be just working alone so we would yeah that was a very interesting time in our lives uh we worked together for like a year and a half I think I feel like I don't, mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. but I don't remember when we like actually were like, oh, we're real friends. I I think think it was was COVID. But I feel like we were, we'd become like better friends before them. But I don't think, I don't think we like hung out outside of work because you invited me to your Super Bowl party. And then I was like, oh, I have, I'm going to a different party. But thanks like for inviting me. But you had invited me to that. And that was January. Yes. And I think at one time I was like bored and I was like, hey, if I hopped on the bus like and went over uh, like to where you were at, like, would would you want to hang out? And we just like talked for like an hour. And then I was like, OK, bye. And then I, left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, it was I, like, yeah, I think it was a slow thing. So we were like seeing each other at work and we've like got along super well and like liked being around each other. But I don't feel like it was until like covid started and we were like oh we're in each other's quarantine bubble because we both have to work together that then we were like hanging out almost on like a daily basis and i could go to your apartment easily because i could just take the bus uh because we both lived in the west like more west side of chicago so yeah and the buses were still running or i could take an uber but the buses were like nobody was on the buses and so I could just like take the bus to you uh or you could come pick me up because I was not that far from you so yeah and that's when we started I don't even remember what it was but was it like eight August maybe or not August April when I was like oh I just feel I got the idea for the podcast and I was like I just feel like we would do great 
doing a podcast together and we could talk about certain things and we could even we didn't start that we would talk about our differences though we didn't even think that that would be a part of it it was mostly mental health or like dating or marriage I was like I feel like we have different perspectives on things just because we're in different states of life um yeah and then I was like you should pray about it and you prayed about it and then we made like a whole the first day the first week like an entire like 17 episode ideas but we did we were like oh well every once in a while maybe do like oh talk about our differences but now it's become like a way bigger part of our podcast I feel like yeah I feel like it it did kind of start in a sense because we were like oh wow like I think we both recognized in the other person that they were willing to like talk about stuff that was like sort of taboo like I opened up to you about the fact that I was struggling with anxiety really bad and that was like right around the time when like things were really really bad for me and you were like hey you know what I struggle with this too and I'm actually on medication like would you would that be something you would think about and it really wasn't until you brought it up to me and I saw like okay well Jackie's on medication she's okay like she's you know doing better that I was like I think I'll go to the doctor. I think I'll like have a conversation. Um, And that was like, what, really early on. And so we sort of like, I think just bonded and got like very, like we trusted each other a lot because we were like, hey, listen, you have a lot of dirt on me. (laughs) Yeah. Or we just related a lot on, we're like, yeah, I struggle with anxiety too. We had similar personalities. We had the same sense of humor, which sometimes I'm like, Megan and I are so funny. And then other people are like, "Um, I don't don't really get what we're talking about or think that certain like voices or things that we do are funny and we think we're hilarious so and I still think I'm universally funny I think Megan is too so whatever anyone that disagrees um yeah and I just yeah I remember we had and we were both back with the Enneagram which that's controversial now I guess believing in the Enneagram but we were we're both four we had different wings which actually makes a lot of sense I'm a wing five and Megan's a wing three uh and that yeah that was another thing we're like oh we're like very similar um and I don't remember when it was I first came over maybe it was March because oh my gosh I know what it was I made you film me this was before we even thought about the podcast I was like Megan do you think you could like film me my (laughs) church throw back to COVID did this series of like people hitting on different pillars in our church which was like social pra- I don't know I think I don't even know what it was but they had someone do a video on like how to cook during quarantine or like meals and then working out during quarantine they were kind of funny and then mine was more serious it was like how to pray during quarantine or like keep up your prayer life and I came over and made Megan film me <laughs> and someone else had written the whole script well they didn't write the whole they like took what I wrote and then kind of like made it funnier at the end or something yeah so that was uh yeah that was something just on your iphone you filmed me i do remember that i think that, it was like yeah. my first time meeting john he was like barely even there and i was like hey <laughs> yes, that, was oh my gosh, funny. that was so funny <laughs> yeah i would just come over and hang out and then that's when we were like oh we should start a podcast and then we went and bought all the stuff for it i remember that that was interesting you know what i think it was how it because at work you and I would listen like when we worked in the same location we would just like put something on to listen to while we worked because we were both just doing like very tedious like administrative things on our computers so we would listen to like podcasts we would listen to YouTube videos but we started listening to more like Catholic Protestant sort of videos so like we would listen to Fred videos we found Austin Suggs and we would start listening to his channel and like then we found Gavin and we listened to all Gavin's videos and so that I feel like that's what started even sparking conversations between us two because we'd be listening to those videos and then we'd pause and we'd like ask each other questions and start like discussing it or talking about it or being like oh well that person like isn't really representing that correctly and they'd be like oh well what do you like what believe and then we would go back and forth and I feel like that was in the midst of us sort of planning the podcast so that's when we were like what if we did an episode talking about sola scriptura because that was something we had been talking about a lot and Mary and those were like two of the first Catholic versus Protestant things that we did yeah and um we also listened to the podcast the place we find ourselves and that's where we were talking a lot about mental health and our trauma and attachment styles and different things like that and 
yeah that was fun we just realized we had the same interest in things we're like we want to talk about these things and we enjoy talking about them and we feel like we can bring an interesting perspective to certain things like because we both will talk about it we're open and willing to talk about things and then also coming from the perspective of being a protestant and a catholic um i thought that was cool and yeah just being in different states of life i was like i can talk about being single and dating and making can talk about um being married and that was part of our first episodes too was like singleness advice when you're single and at the time i had never been in a relationship at all i just kind of like dated had situationships i guess you could say <laughs> but even that they weren't very long so uh yeah that was just that was a different time that was such a different time in life it's so crazy to look back everything is so drastically different I feel like I'm a totally different person and I've had so many different experiences and Megan's a mom and has a baby who's almost a year <laughs> old now <laughs> shout out to Cece <laughs> and Megan yeah moved. I know I, I moved it feels like it's then. been so long when what it's been like three or four years but a long life jam-packed years <laughs> yeah and covid was just like oh, yeah we have different jobs now we don't work together we don't live in the same city anymore so we had to learn how to record separately which was a a change yeah it's been quite quite a journey um but i feel like something that people might be interested in is how do you keep such a good friendship when you have disagreements on theological things and then some of them I guess are pretty big like I don't think it's I've hit it at all or it's at all not obvious to people that I am a big Mary stan um <laughs> I have a huge Marian devotion we've talked about it on our podcast we literally going to a Marian apparition site lords in Europe and that's something that obviously that's like I feel like one of the number one things that Protestants really disagree with some of them find it very problematic maybe more than Megan would yeah I just have very different views on that but that's something that Megan is not at all interested in or like would you know it's but it's a huge part of me and something I like talk about a lot so it's not like we hide our differences or hide parts of ourselves because that could be like you could be friends with someone and just like, well, I'm not going to bring that up or I'm just not going to talk about that. And then I just kicked my camera <laughs> and it's hilarious because if you watched the last episode, literally, I think our lady Guadalupe just like, you're just trying to rub to it in my face. <laughs> no, my camera, I was having issues before this too. Okay. Um, this will be a new camera. series. One moment later. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. How's that? Is that good enough? That's good, right? Yeah. Okay. Um am I like kind of turned a little bit? Maybe a little. Whatever. It's fine. The <laughs> audience will understand that I just whatever. So <laughs> our lady of Guadalupe just really wanted to be in the shot. She really wanted to be in there. Um, okay. What was I even saying? Oh, you know, we don't hide our differences or like choose not to talk about topics because that's something I know people have talked about when they have friendships like across political lines <laughs> is they'll be like, oh, you just can't bring up politics, can't bring up politics. And I feel like a lot of our conversations are around faith because that's like the most important thing to us. Yeah. And we find we do find common ground. Like we will pray for each other. We both believe in Jesus. We both believe in the power of prayer. We both have similar values of like social issues. We have very similar views on. That's true. I guess that does help is that we're both pretty like moderate politically. We don't totally agree on everything. I guess it's just like we know that we have mutual respect for each other. And we're also I mean, it helps that we don't think the other person's going to hell. Right. That helps because. Yeah. If you think that if Megan were to think that because I'm Catholic or I were to think because she's Protestant, that her salvation is on the line. I may, maybe make it a little bit harder to be super close friends. I don't know. And I think a, a core thing that makes it work. Is if you're both just upfront that you're not going to try and convert the other person. Yeah, I think if there's any sort of deceit in like an intention 
it, there's just a lack of trust there. Whereas you and I, obviously we joke about it all the time, but at the end of the day, we're not out. Like our goal in having a friendship is not, well, I hope, you know, I can finally get through to her. That's just like not the mindset we're in. Whereas if I was like a Mormon and you were a Catholic, that would be different. Cause at the end of the day, like there is an element where you're like, oh, well, I do like want her to, like, you don't, wouldn't think I was saved or a Christian. Whereas you and I can both agree, like, no, we believe the other person is Christian. We just believe they're wrong about certain things. So I think it would be a different sort of relationship or friendship, not an impossible one, if we didn't have that common ground of, like, a shared affirmation that the other person was a Christian. Yeah. I obviously am friends with people. Like, one of my friends growing up from high school is Hindu, and I have other friends that just aren't religious, wouldn't identify as Christian or yeah just chilling I don't know um spiritual or maybe agnostic and I think I don't know I think maybe it just helps that our we were together for so long literally like in proximity but we also just our personalities really meshed well so that also helps to have a lot in common but I do think we can talk about what really matters to us on a deep level and essentially like agree I don't know I can really like open up to you about what I'm dealing with and you can pray for me or we don't have to like hide certain things about ourselves to the other. And so that helps you to be really close friends. I don't know. Yeah. And it helps that you, I don't know, you're, you also, so like Megan bought, buys me Mary things sometimes, which is nice. Or she came to this talk that was on Our Lady of Guadalupe because she was interested in learning about it. Like And it wasn't, I wasn't thinking, oh, Megan's going to show up to this and then she's going to convert. Like I wasn't after like, okay, Megan, like, so what do you think? Or like hoping at that, then it would convince you. It was like, no, I'm just genuinely like interested in going to something because I care about you and want like, want to go with you. Cause I think I was like, Megan, will you go with me? I don't want to go alone. Or cause there was something I wanted to go and I didn't want to be the only one to show up alone. I don't know. And you went cause you cared about me and thought that knew that it mattered to me so you went and were like respectful about it and we were able to talk after we did a podcast on it about like things that you were concerned about or that you didn't agree with and yeah I don't know I think it helps that we both care about the other like I visited Megan's church I was interested in like hearing more about her church and about her faith and we interviewed um your pastor's wife and actually I would love to interview your pastor like there's just a lot of mutual respect I think um and like we're open to having I'm totally open to hearing for Protestants having on the podcast same with Megan um mm-hmm. I don't know Megan came to my wit my Catholic women's group <laughs> so <laughs> she's obviously not gonna sit there and like pray a Hail Mary with us but she also is not gonna be like oh, I gotta leave like this is terrible you know I don't know so we're not antagonistic to the other person's mm-hmm. faith that makes a big difference because I have dealt with that and that's rough. Um, if someone's constantly making little digs, like seriously making digs, of course, Megan and I joke all the time, but we know yeah. that it, the other person does not mean it. Like we always make a joke. My Riley is really funny. We had her on the podcast too. She actually used to be Protestant and became Catholic, but she and I always joke like, yeah, it's just a shame that Megan won't be in heaven though. Like it's just a bummer. And that's funny. Or Megan will say things like, yeah, too bad. She's not saved. Uh, I don't know. Like just funny things like that. But if you're actually genuinely like making digs at the other person. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> I would describe our position towards each other as curate. I can't speak curious instead of antagonistic. You and I both have this like genuine desire to understand the other person and understand like what they think uh, yeah what they believe because even early on when we would find something that we like disagreed with or I was like oh I, I actually really don't think that's right you didn't respond by like shutting down or being like oh, oh well <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. we we're instead like went into it with curiosity like okay well let's like figure out like what is like the core disagreement here where like what is that gap? What are the things we can do to bridge that gap? Where is the common ground? Like, what do we agree on? What do we disagree on? And I think that is a core element of it too, because if we were antagonistic or just shut down, instead of having those conversations, it would be a totally different 
sort of relationship. So like, you know exactly where I stand. I know exactly where you stand, which means I'm totally comfortable like coming to your Catholic women's group. You're totally comfortable coming to my church's women's ministry event because we both know the other, like what the other person's intentions are, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. And there's no like, yeah, hint of animosity or spite or pettiness or anything like that. It's, we just genuinely want to understand and we want to, because I think we recognize like this is both something that is extremely important to us. It's a core part of our faith and we care about the other person. So we want to understand and we want to be a part of that, even if we don't agree. Yeah, I agree. Because even if like, I don't know, I've been not been in friendships or like been in situations where it's like the other person is not even willing because they care about me to like learn more about it or like come to an event or it's like I'm not trying to make you be Catholic by you coming to this event or even mass Megan's come to mass with me like coming to mass with me or it's like you just sit there and you're respectful and you're there you can even just be there because you care about the other person and know that it's important to them so you're just there with them and that's like I remember when it was the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe last year, and I was upset that somebody wouldn't come with me because they were not Catholic. And I, it just really mattered to me. And it just felt like it was sad to me that not that they weren't Catholic and not that they didn't agree, but that they didn't care enough that they would bring me since I had no one else to go with or I couldn't go. And I remember, remember Megan saying like, if I was there, I would go with you just because she knew it was important to me. Like she would go with me and she'd be interested. Like she wouldn't sit down and pray with me or like, but she just, because she cared about me um, and respected me. And I think that is, I think that's a really cool part of our friendship is like, I think you said it perfectly that we just, because we care about the other person, we're open to learning and understanding what the other person believes and even like experiencing it with them. Even if we're not necessarily like open to that, we're going to change our beliefs or, but it's just like, you want to understand the other person better because you respect them. And there's been a lot of benefit in that for us. Like we've also have, I have a much better view of like the Protestant faith because of being friends with Megan and actually genuinely understanding things that they believe and not caricatures, which we've talked about. And I, you know, it's like, it's vice versa. So it's been very beneficial, (laughs) but I think it's because it came from that place of like genuine respect and like wanting to learn and wanting to understand the other person, not to fight them or change them. Um, because that would be, yeah, that'd just be uncomfortable if I constantly felt like Megan was trying to change my mind or like present things to me. Even like if I've sent you, I don't know, sent you things like, oh, what do you think about this? Like genuinely, like an argument for a Catholic position. It's because I want to hear what you think about it. Not because I'm like, oh, I bet this will change Megan's mind. I don't know. And I've also brought things up like, you know, is would this be an objection or would this be like, you know, and, and we've had those conversations, but I would say, one, I think it's a benefit of our friendship. Something that has benefited me is having like a very deep appreciation for the Catholic faith. Like I find it very beautiful. I find it very commendable. I have a huge respect for it. Like, so I'm not going to mass with you. Like, I'm just here to support Jackie, but I hate this either. Like, I do actually find, like, benefit and enjoyment in it as well. And I I feel like you would say the same when you came to, like, some of my church events, too. You were able to appreciate in, like, a deeper way than if you were more of just an outsider or a visitor or didn't really understand. And I... That's true. That, like, knee-jerk Protestant response to certain Catholic things. It's like, oh, I know that no I feel like that has tamed down a lot in me just because I do have that better understanding um so even just like knowing that you and I both have a respect and appreciation for the other person's beliefs helps I think because then when you ask me things like well but why do you believe this when there's like this this and this I'm not like, oh, Jackie's trying to pick a fight. Right. <laughs> yeah. she, she thinks she like, I'm stupid and that I don't know what I'm saying. Like we know it's com- genuinely coming from a place of, I want to better understand this. This is an area I'm not understanding. I'm confused. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of maturity between the two people. Cause I think I know I've gotten better throughout this friendship of like sitting in the disagreement and being like, we just disagree or like having those conversations because 
I think where I was come from before I never had to face or like talk with someone that genuinely like disagreed with me on Catholic belief if they were like convicted Christians I should say it was like everyone that was serious about their faith was Catholic and all I heard around me was people that agreed with me and like had all these caricatures or whatever and so I could bring up like this one thing and be like well yeah this proves them wrong so and so then like coming into it being able to ask you those things and be like oh there's actually they have a good reason for or like a good response to that even if I don't agree with it I see logically why they believe these things and I just think having those conversations I've gotten much better and become more mature of being able to have conversations where you disagree because that is a level of maturity because at first it doesn't feel great to have someone say like I disagree with this or I think you're wrong because first of all it kind of threatens your position and you're a little bit are like wait am I right like you question a little bit and so you immediately could turn into like defensive mode and be like nope don't want to hear it like you're wrong I don't you're attacking me um so I guess it, it yeah I guess we maybe we obviously had some of that maturity when we met because we were able to like become friends and have those conversations. Um, but I think I definitely grew in that over time. And I think that's been good. Oh, it's like in big, practice of like having those conversations. You're like, oh, no, it's fine. I can handle like having a conversation where we disagree. I don't have to get really upset or really emotional about it. Um, and as you build that relationship too, you like have mutual respect for the other person and you kind of like know that they're coming into it with goodwill so it's easier to have that conversation because if you're going into a conversation where you know that someone's really antagonistic or like is trying to tear you down or trying to change your mind then that's much harder to have a constructive conversation and then like to have an actual friendship or feeling like they are going to try and twist your words Ooh. you and I both have like misspoken and the other person has been hey I think you said that wrong or did you mean this yeah we're not out here trying to twist each other's words or have like a gotcha catch someone in a moment where they misspeak I think that's super important as well we genuinely sort of steal me on the other person's argument and want to know what is your position at its like purest no mistakes you know what I mean if you're going to misspeak like then back it up like let's figure this out I'm not gonna yeah. move forward and be like well you said it you said this so you yeah. mean this um yes. and I feel like there's been even times on our podcast where one of us has like said something and the other person can anticipate people are going to interpret it this way and we'll be like hey I just want to clarify what you said and we've both done that to each other so there's genuine like goodwill yeah. also for how the other person will be understood or perceived yeah and when we misspeak I never like assume Megan was trying to be mean or trying to and vice versa we don't assume that the other person is trying to tear the other person down or yeah because sometimes you can say things you're like oh that came off way more intense or uncharitable than I meant it to I don't really I didn't really mean it like that and I don't assume that Megan meant it in that way I'm trying to even think of like an example because I feel like Megan you're pretty like sensitive about things so it doesn't happen very I often I can think of one. Oh, really not a bad one it was the first time we were ever going to talk about like a catholic versus protestant thing we were going to do our episode on solo scriptura and i remember because we had a google doc and we were both like typing things in there and you and i both after the fact came into each other and we were like yo i was so anxious like i remember being stressed oh, the yeah, whole time because yeah, yeah. i was like jackie's mad at me or like i'm not like communicating well so it wasn't necessarily like i felt like you were attacking me i was worried that it came across that i was attacking you and you were like oh no like we're both like writing down these really strong opinions and then when we sat down to record the episode and like talk about it for the first time it was very chill very kind very understanding <laughs> like okay we're we're good we're fine yeah that's funny yeah i see i can't i can't really t i feel like there ha maybe has been a couple but i can't really think of a specific time like you said something where i was like oh that sounded mean i don't know um I don't yeah I don't know but I feel like we just even if it did in the moment I'm like well I know Megan didn't really mean to attack me or is like mad at me or angry if it happened I don't even I can't really specifically think but um or maybe it was about 
things we were a little insecure about in our own faith. And I think that's also a big part is you and I both have grown in our own faith and our own understanding and our own knowledge as well yeah. these past years. So we're mo- more secure in our position. So we feel less defensive when someone disagrees with us. We don't feel the need to be like, I, I need them to understand. I need them to see my side. I need them to like agree with me. There's a security there. At the end of the day, I'm completely comfortable with you and I disagreeing because I know where I stand. You know where you stand. Like we are secure in our positions. We are like knowledgeable about what we believe. I think I'm just trying to even think of a time, not that you would say anything that was like mean or something but it would like hit a pain point like something i'm insecure about like you would mention like oh protestants have all these denominations and i'd be like oh yeah and i'd get defensive because it was like that was something i was insecure about or something that caused doubt in me and it wasn't until i like actually wrestled with that on my own that when it would be brought up i was like whatever it doesn't bother me anymore yeah I'm trying to think of things I was well yeah obviously I feel like I just didn't wasn't as knowledgeable so more things could so I I can't think of a specific thing I was insecure about but like definitely like have become more knowledgeable and I also think we've just gotten more comfortable the fact that like maybe there's things that we're wrong about but like essentially we know that we both think that what we're doing is right and it also we I don't know we just genuinely agree that the other person is doing their best to serve Christ and is a Christian and like it, it, nothing that either of us is doing is going to ruin our salvation or something I guess so I'm a little more comfortable and just kind of like okay well I don't know <laughs> yeah you do you <laughs> yeah I guess but because it's not totally like that, but it's like, I just, I know that Megan like loves Jesus and is doing her best to serve Jesus and do like follow her conscience basically. So and I'm doing the same thing. So yeah, that's like what the best that you can do. <laughs> I thought what Megan do was, you feel like are like, something? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's not, if Megan was out like doing crazy things that were totally out of character for her and like denouncing her faith and going off the rails like I'd still be friends with her but I'd kind of step in and be like Megan um (laughs) I'm worried (laughs) and vice versa (laughs) what would you say looking back are things you've learned specifically about like ecumenical dialogue that would be good recommendations for someone who is either in that situation where they're like I am in a relationship with someone and I want to have better ecumenical dialogue or they just want to actually be closer with people who are of other Christian traditions and have those ecumenical conversations. Um, I think you need to learn to listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing because if something threatens our position or makes us uncomfortable, we can tend to just shut it down. So we like won't even listen to the other side. We will completely just shut it off. Um, I think also seeking out not the straw man of positions, but like the actual argument itself. And don't just write something off because you heard one person say this or like, well, I met a Protestant that thinks this, so this must be the belief or yeah. Or I know a Protestant that did this or this. So that's how they all are. Or, you know, and vice versa. Like, well, I know a Catholic that did this or behaved like this. So this must be okay. I don't know. Um, so yeah, actually seek out the best of the arguments and um, I had another point and I forgot it, but even being, being willing to listen to podcasts that present the other position um, and like the best of those, like maybe even ask the person like, well, who are some sources that you really respect and like and feel like present your position well? And then that's what I would go and listen to because I it would be different if I was just like going to go listen to Protestants that have said things about mary that megan doesn't even really agree with or even like historical protestants agree with and i'm like that's all protestants that's what they think and that's what you think too megan like that's what you think deep down or just assume that when no maybe i should go listen to uh gavin ortland who is really intelligent and presents the best of well the best i've heard honestly of protestant arguments and vice versa. Like there's a lot of really bad examples of Catholicism and Protestantism and Christianity in general on the internet and actually looking at not the extremes, 
of people, but the more moderate or the more level-headed, like good examples of what <clears throat> the position, the, the position they hold actually is. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with all of that. And asking questions. Don't be afraid to listen and ask questions. Like, don't just assume. Because <laughs> I could have just assumed what Megan thought. Or, like, we could have just totally ignored our differences and been like, well, I think this. And then I would have just continued to think caricatures about Megan's faith. Or just assume that, like, she just hadn't heard the right argument. And if she did, then she would become Catholic. I don't know. But it's like, no, I actually understand her positions better, especially around Sola Scriptura. That's one I've come to have a better understanding of, even if I don't agree with it, that I'm like, oh, I understand how Megan thinks that and that she's not stupid because she thinks that (laughs) or just hasn't heard the right arguments. I would add to instead of if you're about to have a conversation with them, instead of telling them what they believe ask them genuinely with the intention of listening and hearing them and taking them at their word there are so many times where you and I could have come to each other and said you believe Mary can forgive you you believe Mary didn't need Jesus as her savior when that would not be a productive dialogue instead I can ask if there's a rapport there do you believe that Mary needed Jesus to save her And that gives you an opportunity to say, actually, (laughs) and explain things. And if I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to understand, you know, ask more questions, be curious, that produces such a more productive dialogue than if it's just us telling each other what the other person thinks without taking the time to understand or actually hear the other person. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that makes a huge difference, not making assumptions about what the other person thinks and then not actually listening to what they're saying. (laughs) Um, And like you said, I would also say like visiting. Oh, yeah. Like church with each other and things or like going to your events, you coming to my events, the times like I I visited mass. um, I think that's huge. Yeah, I think you gain a better appreciation. You actually can. I feel like I understand the elements of the mass because I've been to mass with you and you were able to answer questions I had after. Whereas if I had never even experienced that, I don't know. I I feel like there would be something lacking there. Yeah. It would just be some weird thing that I go and do and you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think it helps that we've actually entered into each other's lives and into each other's face without obviously going against what we believe, but I think, and just being really respectful. Like if you were to show up to mass and be like, well, I'm going to get communion. I don't care what you say. I'd be like, Megan. um." (laughs) Whereas if you don't know, if you're not Catholic, you're not supposed to receive communion in a Catholic church. Uh, Or if you're not practicing or yeah, there's a lot of different things, but obviously Megan's not Catholic. So it would just be, yeah, like we're just very respectful of each other's face. Or if I walked into Megan's uh, church and was like, so like, what do you, uh, fun, uh, fun fact, Megan's old church in Chicago was in like an old Catholic church. So there were like still confessionals in there and like even some of the stained glass. It was an old Catholic like, school, not an old Catholic, Catholic church. <laughs> okay. But there were like literally confessionals in there and like, I don't know. But if I were to go in and just be really like disparaging or I don't know, bring up little remarks or I don't know about, I was just thinking of something I could have said referring to the confessionals in the church or something. We just joked about it, honestly. When we went in, I think with Danielle, I was like, oh, I just walk in and like wait outside the confessional and they're like, Techie, there's no one, there's no one going to be there like to hear your confession. Those aren't in use. You're like, oh, they're not in use, are they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I see Mary's over on your stained glass window. <laughs> like actually like making m- remarks or like disrespecting like your meeting or I don't know, like that would be and people knew I was Catholic but I wasn't so it's like I don't have to hide that but I don't need to be like so what do you guys think about Mary or why don't you guys pray to Mary or I don't know yeah that would be annoying if we came to each other's spaces and then we're super disrespectful <laughs> or if we started praying to Hail Mary and Megan was like oh, oh I gotta go <laughs> you know you're like okay chill <laughs> or being just like really overly critical Cause I'm yeah. just thinking, what if I went to mass with you? And then afterwards you were like, what'd you think? And I was like, I hated it. That was idolatrous. 
that was so terrible. I was bored out of my mind. Like, just what are some like really awful criticisms that are not productive at all? That wouldn't feel good. (laughs) Whereas instead I could say, wow, I really love this. I really love this. I thought this was interesting. I did not agree with that. What is with that? Like what's going on there? That's totally different. That's yeah, that's totally different. Um, yeah, if I came to your church service and was like, well, I don't like this about this, or I don't know. Yeah, that would be completely different. But we both were like, this is great. <laughs> or like and participated to the extent that we could that wouldn't have been like disrespectful to our own faith or disrespectful to that faith, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's so beneficial to be friends with people that you don't agree with. And I don't think that happens enough in our world because we kind of it and just naturally, not even trying, but you kind of stay like siloed in your own little group of people that agree with you because it is just so much easier. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking is trying to like force the other person to participate in something they don't agree with. Like if you came to something, I was like, Megan, you have to stay this Hail Mary with us. Mm-hmm. Or like, that would be really weird. Like, I think when you even came over, I would be like, okay, we're going to say, because we normally would end with a Hail Mary, like, we're going to say our father or like glory be or like a different kind of prayer so that Megan can say it with us. But even if you didn't, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Megan, you need to say it. <laughs> or because like we could have and you just would have like listened and then no big deal, moved along. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering a funny story. One time when I visited mass with you, it was St. John Cantius and it was on All Saints Day. So they had a whole bunch of relics. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't think that was something that you and I had even talked about much yet or like listened to videos on. It was not something I was super overly familiar with. Obviously, I like had come in contact with that sort of thing when I yeah. visited Greece and Orthodox churches were really big into relics. But yeah. I just remember it was so funny because I could have easily been like, oh my gosh, this is disgusting. They have like a literal dead body up there. What's going on? But instead I was just like, this is really interesting. Wow. What's going on here? Like I have so many questions and it turned into like a really awesome day versus like, I I can't be in here. I must leave. (laughs) Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be interesting. (laughs) That was, that was interesting. I gotta say relics are weird and it's really weird that Catholics that we do that. I do think it is weird. Uh, and I fully <laughs> recognize that it's weird. I think it's really cool, but, uh, even some Catholics, cause St. John Cantius is a pretty intense Catholic church with certain things mm-hmm. like having all the relics up there. Like you don't really see that in every day in any just Catholic church in the United States. It was also a special mass, I assume for All Saints Day. Like it was. that wasn't even their normal. It was overboard for them yeah (laughs) it was but even like most parishes do not have that amount of relics i'll tell you that but also relics are weird uh it's like someone's like eyelash or toenail or like it's it's catholics we do some really weird stuff and also yeah i'm like willing to we're also willing to like poke fun i think it's true we're just like good good humor about it i think we can poke fun at our face or like different things about it that are like yeah i don't know because i will definitely poke fun sometimes at catholic things that i'm very well aware are very weird from the outside things that we believe i think that helps as well too that yeah. you're not overly sensitive about it as well because i remember yeah. even when we were there i was like can i go up and take a picture of the foot and you were like i'm gonna take a picture of the foot too and it was a yeah. funny thing versus you being like absolutely not i cannot believe you'd ask me that like <laughs> yeah I don't know. Yeah, we make some pretty funny jokes. Like every time I would see a Protestant church, which is funny because people would be like, oh, that's so offensive. I was in the car with a bunch of my friends that are Catholic and we like went past a Protestant church and I was like, oh, look, it's one of Megan's pagan churches. Like as a joke and everybody in the car is like, "Uh, that's like really intense. I'm like, oh, I say that. Would you say that to her face? (laughs) Yeah. I'd say worse things to her face. Yeah, I'd say worse (laughs) things to her face. It's because she knows it's not true that I, I don't really think that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's fun. And that's also just our sense of humor. So it just kind of works. Because yeah. it would be kind of rough if we couldn't joke about it at all and just be like walking on eggshells around each other about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, but it's also, it's cool. I'm going to Lourdes and Megan's like, oh, I'm actually really interested to hear about your experience there. And she's not like, oh, I can't hear about that because I don't really believe that Mary intercedes for us. Like, I don't want to hear about that at all. Don't Mary, more like a demon. Right. Well... <laughs> We'll find out. We will find out. 
<laughs> Let me know. Keep me posted. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Text Megan. Uh, it's not a demon, like you said. Uh, just an update. <laughs> turns but, out was demonic yeah he actually i texted you i'm like um <laughs> everyone here is possessed crazy <laughs> that will that would be rough i gotta say that would be pretty rough <laughs> um yeah so that's interesting and we actually did an episode if you didn't see our last episode was us talking about our differences and views on intercessions of the saints and mary and i think that was a cool episode and yeah um i'm going to lords like i said so maybe that'll be our next episode or one of our next upcoming episodes i can talk about my experience in lords yeah and while you're gone i'll read up on it because i i'm honestly not familiar with it at all yeah we've talked about our lady of guadalupe um did a whole episode on it if you want to listen i had covid and <laughs> we recorded it so we actually were in person at, we were living in the same city at that time but I had COVID so it was me we were not prepared to film uh separately so it was me using my cameras uh my like webcam camera and it was terrible on my laptop so and I'm the whole time I'm like I just remember you're listening to it back and be like oh my gosh I was so sick (laughs) (laughs) so that was fun but yeah I uh I'm excited to share that and that'll be fun. Megan, we should have a, I don't really know much about Megan's new church. I could share more about your church, Megan. I want these episodes, sure. maybe. Give you all the Actually, gossip, we just need to have Danielle back tea. on. <laughs> Danielle is Megan's old mentor or, well, your old pastor's wife. That was great. Well, Megan, any well, last words? Oh, thanks. Yeah. If anyone's listening and wants me to pray for them for anything specifically, on my pilgrimage hit me up because i will i'll be praying a lot so even if you don't believe in the intercession of mary i'll be praying a lot so i could just pray for you <laughs> you'll pray to jesus once in a while too <laughs> yeah i mean he's not just kidding i'm not even gonna say that he's not necessary because i can already hear the comments um <laughs> i think one of the comments on our last video was like this is something catholics and protestants will just never agree on and then went to the whole jesus is the one mediator and i was like i literally talked about how we do think jesus is the one mediator but it's fine people like to comment before they actually listen to the episode or listen carefully to the whole episode that's fine yeah <laughs> i thought that too when i saw it. i was like are we literally talking about this <laughs> like that exact exact verse but that's okay okay he just disagrees that's okay <laughs> he or she i i don't remember but they well we've been asking if you have anything else you want us to talk about let us know and we will and Should we episodes. say that's the end of season four and we'll pick up season five with talking about lords? Sure. Just letting y'all know. End of season four. Um, we'll be back <laughs> after I went to Europe and I've been perfectly healed of all of my ailments at Lords. So. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah, that's going to happen. So we'll see you guys on the flip side. <laughs> Flippity flip. <laughs> <laughs>